I don't know, like pyrotechnics involved. Like we maybe, gotta go walk down a ramp to do a, down like a ramp to do this. Michael Cole announces us. Yeah, talks about how many championships we've won. Something along those lines. Very we, decorated. We've reached finally episode 41. 40. 41. 40 fucking yeah. one. Yeah. We, we just talked about this. You were the one who told me it was 41. <laughs> no, I'm just like thinking in retrospect. That's like 11 away from a whole year. That's 11 away from a whole year if you don't count the one that we did in the beginning. But and you never... also don't count the one that I got arrested in. Yeah, so maybe yeah. you're on 40. All right. Yeah, episode I'm... 40 for him. Episode 41 for me. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're officially, we're back we're this week. It's one week until Christmas. Well, one, when this releases, it'll be less than a week till Christmas. One week till Christmas, which is just another excuse when you become an adult to get wasted. It's, you don't is really, it? you don't really celebrate the holiday for the gift. You celebrate no. it to get tanked. Yeah. I just came get... from two holiday parties, back to back holiday parties. Well, the first one was still like, first uh-huh. one, everyone was like, you know, you shouldn't, at any sort of institution, well, I don't know. At any sort of public Job. institution, I want to say public institution, where it's like you shouldn't, there shouldn't really be any sort of, you know, indulging in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, at least one of these parties I went to, people are totally, you know, blah. <laughs> Smacked? Smizzacked. So, you know what? Oh, man. It, it was funny it's okay. to watch. It's okay. It's funny I've to watch people to, twice my age. I've gone to like, like every year there's a holiday party and they ask us to come up and DJ it. And um, there's always one Rasta nigga there. Yeah. And he's 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 not tanked. He's danked. He's danked. He's danked. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, invite us to your fucking holiday party. I mean, by the time this comes out, nah. So I, I like nope. holiday parties. Nope. Because cause I'm not into like the drunk touchy feely people. I'm not into small talk, but I'll go to the holiday party, eat your food. No, every time. Like this is why this is why I stay in the background of clubs. There's always a drunk touchy feely person, and they want to get all touchy feely with me. Yes. I don't like it. Yes. I don't like it. You don't like it. No means no, by the way. No means no, unless no you're means... dyslexic. <laughs> then it means on. Oh, no, that's horrible. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like holiday parties. I like going to holiday parties. Mm-hmm. It's just cheery. I just like eating the food. The food is usually good. Um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah. Just... I like the food when they cook it, not when they bring shit that they bought. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stop bringing munchkins, fam. <laughs> I hate the niggas that get, like, a whole ton of munchkins. That's like retail jobs, isn't it? It's yeah. like we're having a holiday party in the back. There's some munchkins. Take some. There's, some There's like a sign that says take some. Take a napkin first, you savage. <laughs> I brought some Becky Popeyes. in accounting ate all five of those munchkins. I she bought was two, only supposed to l- two get eight pieces. Munchkins. Help yourselves during the lunch breaks, nigga. Like, you know, first take- of all, you were trying to clog the toilet. That's <laughs> mad Popeyes. <laughs> um... In terms of, I guess, news this week, not not too much news besides like DJ Khaled getting lost at sea on Snapchat. How the fuck did? I mean, I know how that happens. Yo, his first Snapchat was Captain Jack Sparrow save me. <laughs> Yo, it's so. I don't know. So I last week when I don't even know if I edited that out. I, I totally forgot if I what? edited the DJ Khaled thing out. DJ Khaled Snapchat thing out. Because <laughs> we talked about it last week, and then I might have edited it out because it was like the the podcast was kind of too long. But I talked about how I didn't really follow DJ Khaled on Snapchat just because it's getting annoying. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's throwing up their key emojis. Everyone's talking in the same cadence he does. They don't want you to, you know, do the da da. And they don't want you. I'm like, all right, we get it. Come on. It's, it's bad enough that we got to listen to him on the radio promote mm-hmm. himself, and now you're promoting him promoting himself. Uh, granted, I'll I'll give the positive motivation. Great, if everyone can be positively motivated and positively affected, 
you know, by all means, great. But not when it's fucking all the time. I'm tired of that key emoji. I'm tired of people talking in cadence. I'm tired of people acting like they're doing something, but they're not really doing anything, but they're just kind of talking in the voice as if they're doing something. He doesn't really do much. He eats breakfast, waters his plants, and, you know. Yeah, he does the same routine about every day. And jet skis every day. Jet I mean, skis? Can't swim? I don't trust him. So, yeah. If he gets in the he's water. He's got buoyancy. He, he's, Look at his gut. You think so? Buoyancy. You think he can learn surf like Snorlax can? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a normal type. He looks like a normal type. That. He's got probably pretty high plan. HP. Yeah. I, I'd say so. I'd he's say got so. probably pretty high. He's got a decent attack. His special attack's probably not so great. No, no. His defense might be okay. His speed Look is at all those trash. chains. I, I yeah, his agree. speed is probably garbage. Garbage. That's probably why his HP is so high. Yeah, Just yeah, to balance yeah. it out. Just to balance it out. He's like a, he's like a wall. Um, but yeah, he got lost at the sea in Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Everyone fucking played it all the time. So he's... He's riding, he's, you know, he's jet skiing, he visits Ross on his, you know, jet ski, and it's this weird moment where I both have Rick Ross and DJ Khaled added on Snapchat, and they're both just snapping each other, so it's like, it's like when the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Jetsons. <laughs> or like when Timmy met Jimmy. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a crossover, sort of, I was like, okay, Snapchat's crossing over and shit, whatever. Um He's jet skiing. He's like, oh, the police is trying to get me. Mind you, he's Snapchatting while on a jet ski. That means he has one hand <laughs> on the one hand on the wow, jet ski. Wow, he's a real dumbass. Yeah, he has one hand on the jet ski and one hand with the phone in hand. But what hand is gripping the thigh? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Hits up the mermaid, skirt, skirt, get in the ride. <laughs> so he's riding around, and then eventually it gets dark, <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, and then he realizes, he's like, yo, it's about to get dark out here, and there's no lights or anything like that. And he's using his phone camera as a light, but, you know, like the phone camera only. It's like, so far. Yeah, it's like it's not like a big flashlight. Yeah, it's like a 3 So he's, like, surfing around. You can see the fear in his, like, snaps as it gradually goes on, like the sweat from beating up on his head and shit he's like you can't like in that kind of situation you can't panic you can only look at yourself and say wow i'm a dumbass let me look for some lights i'm I'm, I'm a dumbass let me look for some light like i i don't know like it seems very irresponsible as an adult as an adult man he's very much a dickhead he's i think he's yeah He's kind of a dickhead and like this facade he puts on for keys to success it's like i think that's really him no. I don't even think it's a facade. No, I think it's an outstanding facade. And the, the, I think it's an outstanding facade because it's like, for him to be constantly promoting this personality means it's not really him. He is full retard. From Tropic Thunder, full, full retard. retard. There you go. He's a, if he's assuming a role, he is completely in this role, and mm-hmm. he does not know how to get out of it. He doesn't know until he... Nah, because it's like, have you ever spoken to him one-on-one? No. Like when there's no actual cameras or press around? No. Have you? No, but I've seen people okay. do it. And they were <laughs> recording it and, and he was nigga. just like, like holy shit. He's just he's like he's like a normal guy. He's not like over like the top or You anything. think so? I think he's he wears still a lot kind of, of crazy. Like he wears a lot of shit. I mean, he is a dickhead. Yeah. I think he's still kind of annoying if you talk to him one-on-one. He'd be like, "Yo, you know, you got to the keys to success." I think he will genuinely say that to you. Like, he will generally, I think he's putting on a show, maybe, like, maybe it's, like, him dialed up a little bit more. You but think I it's think, like Kenroy? No. And the, the, if we want to reference Kenroy to the people who don't know who Ken... Oh, Kenroy's this fellow that ran for president when we were in college, and he won. 
but he's like very socially awkward and things like that. And he'd say very odd and outlandish things under the guise of, oh, you know, well, he's very different. And people would be like, okay. But then he'd say like next level risque shit on Facebook too. Yes. yes. So it's like he knows what front he wants to use. Hmm. I don't. You don't. Th- you don't think he's like a. No, I think he's generally a retard. Like, in <laughs> not. Can, I mean, sorry, I think DJ Khaled is generally like a dickhead. Yeah, I think he's generally that. I think that's him. Like twenty four seven. I think he's like you know, people don't want to be around him because he's just like yo, it's Khaled again. Fuck. Like he's one of those guys you see like you see walking and then you just kind of look at your phone, but he already fucking saw you. Yo, I got this record, B. It's one of the hottest records of the summer. Like, on my like, album. People like Khaled and Ross made me glad. glad like, I just don't live in Florida. I think Ross, the difference, I think Ross now, he's reached a point where everything, initially, like, everything he was starting to say kind of felt like bullshit. And then now it's kind of like, it's a little bit more authentic now that he's reached the heights that he's reached. Like, he's reached sort of, he's gone to the... He's able to say, I have these mansions, I have these things, instead of it just being sort of a front, like everything's being a front because he's like a correctional officer that turned a rapper and things like that. But now he's just generally like big, you know, rapping guy, boss, etc. So He's not that big Make it no till you make it, and then when you make it, you fucking... Yeah, you finesse your way to the top. Yeah, there you go. Finesse your way to the top, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> but Gravity can't hold you down. I don't know. Like, the jet ski thing. Like, didn't he see what happened to Sean Kingston? Like, didn't Sean Kingston almost die on a jet ski for doing, like, stupid shit? Damn. That jet ski didn't do it then. Nope. Didn't finish the job on Sean Kingston? No, I don't Because I was Kingston. tired of Sean Kingston. Well, you, we don't have to live through this Sean Kingston era that we had to live in the mid-2000s. I think yeah. it's... Sean... <sighs> Next time, jet ski, finish the job. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to hell. Um, <laughs> You'll be fine. I'm pretty sure I'll get like a level lower where it's like molten lava that smells like feet. Oh man! So um, also I guess more of the, on the fucking breaking news tip. TGT, the group TGT, the R&B group, which consists of Tank, Genuine, and Tyrese, or Tyrese, mm-hmm. Genuine, Tank, however the fuck they want to, mm-hmm. whichever T's in front of whatever. I'm just going by alphabetical order. Um, apparently broke up via social media, mind you. Kind of old to be, you know, doing it via Instagram. Yeah, you think they'd do it like handwritten letter or typing? No, no, just not even that. I mean, they could have they could have broken up and no one would have knew. <laughs> Essentially, no one no one was necessarily looking for a TGT album. No one was like, "Oh my God, when's that new TGT come out?" Because he was like, "No, we're looking for that new Tank, the new Tyrese, and the new Genuine Soul albums." If you are looking for that, if you if the, your world that you live in is an R and B world where mm-hmm. you know sexy flexy niggas dance all around you, um. <laughs> so if you're like 32 and you don't 32. have, if you're you an auntie, if you're an auntie and you ain't really got a man, yeah. like your your main squeeze is in jail. That's what good old Tyrese, good old genuine, good old Tank. Yeah, because they built like all those prison niggas. So apparently they broke up via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Tyrese announced it via Instagram, main making the hilarious, dumbass quote. He said, "Me and Tyrese, me and Tank might go solo together." <laughs> son Tyrese Tyrese has a long history of typing stupid shit on social media absolutely a long long can we get, I wish there was like complex come out with a top come 50 on, there's gotta, there's complex gotta be, I know you can do it there's gotta be there's gotta be a fucking I, there's gotta be a list of Tyrese Tyrese Twitter fails please Google help me out okay Bossa Ty- 
This is from 2004. This is from 2012, so she'll still have, like, a good amount. Stupid best. Tyrese Twitter fails. This is why I think of myself as an invisible bully. My mind is always thinking what the next level is. I left Earth a while. All right, well, I can't follow that. Ignore today. Ignore me tomorrow. My strong love and consistently will... What? Yeah, that's that's definitely Tyrese. Ignore today, ignore today, ignore me tomorrow. My strong love and consistently will conquer all walls of false reality. He sounds like when you roughly translate the, the Chinese out of <laughs> on, Chikiki. On, on fucking Babel V. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Alta Vista or Babel Fish or whatever the fucking <laughs> shit. Like, you're trying to <laughs> translate a language. He's like, oh, shit. Making love and images of your kids start popping Yo, he up. thinks in Japanese, but <laughs> writes English. Yeah, this nigga's like, oh my god, Yoda didn't even put this together. Hold on, hold on. Martin King put two and two together. Trayvon Martin, Rodney King. This means what to you? Thoughts on this connection? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Tyrese is one of those guys to get high, he likes to like soft exhaust fumes. <laughs> like, there's no way. Ladies, I'm a lesbian. I love every aspect of every piece of you. Feed me. I'm always hungry. I'm yours forever. Um, people put a X in Christmas time, but never think about the Lord Xing them out. Be grateful. <laughs> all right, whatever. You can treat us like sex toys all you want. Sperm is real active. If he's not the father, close it up. What the fuck? All right, all right. Yo, can we talk about that? Sperm is real active. Sperm is real active. If he's not the father, close it up. Oh, my God. What is that? Like? How do you close it up? What What is he asking me to close? I think he's like, you can treat us like sex toys all you want. Sperm. I think he means sperm is reactive or something. <laughs> so in terms of just like when we're fucking, oh, it's going to come out. Oh, my God. Twitter, do me a favor. Give Tyrese more than 140 characters. <laughs> Give him a more than 140 characters. Let him go off. Oh, man. Let him get as many fucking characters in as possible. Good Lord, man. Let's see. I'm going to pull up that actual um, Instagram post where he says, you know, it's over. Let's see if he still has it up. Let's see if he's not one of them fucking niggas with deletes and shit. Nope. Yeah, he a fuck nigga. Yep. Told you. There you go. Ah, I knew it. I knew it. He was a little bitch. Luckily, media takeout or... Media takeout or the shade room, probably. Yeah, something like that. The shade room. The shade room. Lipstick alley. Whatever. Um, Same thing? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm sorry to break the news. TGT is done. It's not about oh, fault. No. Business is business. Me and Tank are still moving. We will love forever. We will forever love our brother G as brothers. We've got too much history to turn this into anything negative. Even 112 are still together. Next, Drew Hill is still together. All right. And Troop. And New Edition. Just like grammar what? punctuation. Oh, gosh. It's only three of us. We did one album. It was epic. And now it's over. You can just call it an ellipsis, fam. God damn. That's mad dots. We have been forced to start looking into someone else, <laughs> or me and T might just do it solo. <laughs> nah, they're gonna revive the corpse of Isaac Hayes, and they'll be tit. I was thinking, like, I was literally on Twitter. I was like, who should be the G to replace the G in TGD? Like Gary Clark Jr., Gnarls Barkley, 
That's two niggas. Giorgio Moroder or whatever his fucking name is called. Oh, my God. They're going to replace him with James Blake. That's not a G. Whatever. Tyrese can't spell. TJT. <laughs> Tyrese can't spell. It's going to be Who the T- fuck cares? TJT. <laughs> this shit is going to be... <laughs> We've wasted too much time on this bullshit. Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> TJT is broken up, apparently. I'm pretty sure I mean, they'll get back together. Who gives a fuck? They'll all be fine by yeah, themselves. Yeah, they'll all be gooder. Um, Meek Mill violated probation. By? Um, doing shows. Just... And no one told him that in advance. Do you think he was keeping it a secret? I don't know. A, a, I don't even know how many dollars he's worth. He's worth like two Philly cheesesteaks, but he's worth probably like a lot. So he went on tour. He did all these you know little things, and he's out there. He's out there supporting Nicki Minaj on the Pink Print tour. I'm sure he's got all of that approved because it was like a big tour. Like you're making money off of this, mm-hmm. so you have to get it approved. So I'm assuming it's like some indie dickly little show on the fucking west side of Bumble shit. And, like, um, he did the show and didn't, you know, get approval. And now he violated his probation. He's unable to do any shows until his next court date, February. So, like, he's making no money. Nicki Minaj is making all that money. And, like, that, you want that. You want that New Year's Eve payday. Mm-hmm. You want that club, live, you know, New Year's Eve, strippers, Meek Mill, Rick Ross, Yo Gotti. Gunplay, gunplay, whatever's left of him. Yeah, all <laughs> whatever's left. All of him that at this shit point. there. You want that? You want yeah, that he's money? Been, gunplay's been beaten up so many times. It's so hilarious. He just keeps coming back. He's tough acting, ten acting, my nigga. He's <laughs> this nigga is just you can't beat him down, man. He's not actually. There's like one. He's made left. out of like he's got super crack strength. <laughs> super crack. So he's like super trap strength. <laughs> I feel bad now. That's all I feel. Yeah. I feel bad. He a dickhead, but I feel bad because, you know, he, like, all the things that he's, like, he loves are going to shit, like yeah, his rap career. Everything he's everything he's been through, he's done all this shit. He, he's had this year with back-to-back, like, mm-hmm. raping his, like, entire existence. <laughs> and then, like... He has nightmares of, like, Drake. Dreams and nightmares, nigga. He's in the running for being nominated for a Golden Globe for um, Lord Knows. Which oh. was on the Creed soundtrack. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so he's in the running to be nominated. Good he job, may, Tory may Lanez. not be nominated. Yeah. We'll see after, like, Dream Chasers 4 drops, if that shit drops now. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing to see. So we interviewed Curbside Jones earlier this week. That was Monday. Yes, we interviewed him on Monday, mm-hmm. with, to a day before the release of his new project called Digital Boogeyman. Which you can, which premiered on um, DJ DJ Booth, I believe. It premiered on DJ Booth earlier this week. You can listen to it. It's really, really dope. The production's really, really dope. We interviewed him earlier this week. We talked all about like his mixtape. You talked all about his project. We talked all about like Austin music, mm-hmm. um, his whatever he's into in hip hop right now, whatever he's into in sort of anime right now. Just mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things, and we'll be right back. And we're back. That was the first time we've ever done that. Yeah, I know. This is awkward. Yes, this is awkward. On the line, the Slumdog Pharaoh. Some people call him Snorlax Jack. Some people call him the Digital Boogeyman. I don't know. who. The, but his name is Curbside Jones. He's calling in from Austin, Texas. He's one of the probably dopest people who's, like, creating music in terms of just, like, an independent artist really working for himself. Um, Curbside Jones, you're on the line. What's up, man? What's happening, y'all? 
Man, like, are there any other, like, nicknames that you have that I haven't said or just, like, you don't know or maybe you forgot and I forgot or something? Whatever his mom calls him. Um, <laughs> it was Curb Diddy. Curb Diddy? <laughs> um, Curb Jesus, my homie Pape calls me that. I don't, I never understood that one. He never explained that one to me, but he calls me Curb Jesus. Um, what else? I mean, there's a, there's a lot. There's Lil Shawty Mane. <laughs> like it, it goes on. Oh my god! So like you 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 release well we're we're recording this before the official release tomorrow you'll officially release Digital Boogeyman which is like your first new project since Failed Utopia I think Failed Utopia was like 2013 I want to say it's 2012 mm-hmm. 2012 holy, holy shit, shit man <laughs> and then you did the you did the right cause you re-released I think in 2013 was he when you did um, he released one of his old uh, one of his old tapes yeah and then 2014 was like the huge rollout for Fail Utopia with like physicals and like t-shirts mm-hmm. and like Pokemon and cards and all that stuff I can't wait to get my own Pokemon card he gave me what did I what Pokemon card did I get I forgot it, it was like God. Was it a new Pokemon card or was it one of the older ones? Because I know, like, for some of the orders, I actually went out and bought like the newer age, the like the new gen Pokemon cards. I think it was de- it was definitely a new gen. I know all of them either way, gen. so it doesn't mm. matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely a new gen. Um, but yeah, you could he he dropped pins, buttons, t shirts, you know, physical CDs, and this was all for the um, just for the fail Utopia. Re edition, re release. Um, no, that was for the Kickstarter. That was for the right. That was the, for the Kickstarter. Which the, you do so you much. Re release was included. God, you do so friggin' much. All right, we'll, we'll talk. We'll get to the Kickstarter eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so you released the the singles, Lack Switch, and like downloaded. How you like? Are you happy with how they've been received? Like, how, are you 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 went to I guess a different sort of area in terms of premiering them on DJ Booth and premiering them on artistic. Artist Manifesto. Is that artistic or art- Artist Manifesto? Artistic. Artistic Manifesto. How have they sort of been received? Have you gotten any new fans? Are you? How is it? Um, I mean, Lag Switch did really well. Like, more, it did better than expected, considering, mm-hmm. like, I've been absent for so long and people forgot I existed. So it did really well. Um... I didn't really think DJ Booth would premiere it. And that's just based off of, you know, I just didn't think they would feel it um, as much as I felt it. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was in, like, full Kanye mode. I was confident, like, yo, this is the best track I've ever recorded, but people might not think that way. Um, this, is, this is my hottest shit. Yeah, so, like, I, I basically just shot my shot with that one. I was like, well, I mean, the worst they can do is say no to me. And even still, that's not going to stop it from coming out. Right. So I went with the premiere because I felt like people really focus on cosigns. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That age that we live in. So why not, like, use that to my advantage mm-hmm. and be like, oh, hey, I got this new song coming out with DJ Booth. And then people are like, oh, snap, I want to go check it out. As opposed to me just throwing it up on SoundCloud and being like, hey, I got a new song. Like, nobody's really going to care about that. You in the past, you like you know you put stuff on Bandcamp and you put stuff on SoundCloud, but this is like really, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the first time, but it's like one of the bigger platforms in, st- in terms of just premiering music and all of that. Yeah, and I was so happy in terms of how it got received. I was happy with the single and, and just the artwork entirely. Like, what inspired the artwork for it? Oh man, the artwork, dude, um, came from 
See, okay, so it's funny how everything, like, comes full circle and everything happens, like, people say things happen for a reason. So, I was making, like, we had already got the album cover done before the single covers. Mm -hmm. So, the album cover had already been done. I hit up my guy, Crystal Face, and we had been collaborating all year, kind of, like, on the low. Like, I've been doing music for his YouTube channel. He has, like, a gaming uh, channel and he does like his art and stuff on that channel so i've been making music for like his intros or just to put like under his time lapse videos or under his gaming videos and all that type of stuff so we've been doing that back and forth and then i had the idea i was like well since we've already been collaborating why don't we just work together on the album so we had the idea of like this you know i made i had this idea already in my head so it was like i would have the cell phone and i would have like this zombie type hand or monster hand coming out of it mm-hmm. and everything and then it would have the Castillo wearing the Castillo watch which refers all the way back to Felgetopia because we're just throwing all kind of videos in there so it goes all the way back to Felgetopia and stuff like that so I was referencing that with the Castillo watch on the hand and everything um, you're the only and, rapper I know with easter eggs yeah you know I try to <laughs> you know, throw things in there for you guys so we did that and I wanted to come out with single covers but i didn't want to just use the album cover so i was like well what can i do to like make this like its own entity so i reached out to cartoon who did the animation for the um pink video and he did the lag switch cover and i told him i was like think of this as like if jerome from martin was a monster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's what I told you. Think of it like Jerome from Martin and think of it like if he was like a monster, like this really like lavish, like pimp like entity. So Is that you play it? I see you crossed the Himalayas. <laughs> I did that, right? Uh-huh. So I was Googling like um images of the boogeyman. And while doing that I came across the image of the boogeyman from the Powerpuff Girls episode. <laughs> it was blame it on the boogie exactly so i came across that and i was like dang and i was like i had this whole idea in my brain that i thought was a brand new thing no one had ever done it and then i thought about it. i have seen this before <laughs> craig my motherfucking crack <laughs> this was buried deep within my like subconscious and it finally came back out and i was like man that sucks now people are gonna think that i bit the powerpuff girls but nah, anyway. you'd be fine <laughs> so the second cover for um, downloaded, I hit up another artist, and I just told him to just draw his interpretation of what cartoon drew. drew. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was just having people draw their own versions of Digital Boogeyman for the artwork. That's cool. That's super lit, man. It's it's awesome. Conceptually, I guess, because you you've already we've had conversations about this. You've I've been excited that you're dropping new music. You're excited. I don't know if you're excited that I'm excited or you're <laughs> you're just excited to drop new music because, like, mu- I'm go ahead. Super I'm super excited, man. Yeah, because, like, I feel like you're you're one of the type of artists who, like, you're not in terms of just complete volume. You're more of quality. You're more of quality than quantity. So it'll be, like, two years before you drop in, drop another project or it'll be a couple things and you'll, and you'll go back to past projects just to make people appreciate them and people just... 
and appreciate the people in return in terms of when you drop the project, you drop like extra goodies, you you add a whole bunch of things like that. But in terms of just conceptually, because you've always had these different concepts with all your prior tapes, you've had like, you know, the the one of the strongest concepts you ever did a long time ago with Slumdog Pharaoh. And then there was like mm-hmm. the the concept for Failed Utopia, the EP with um Corey. Ar- was it Corey Arnell? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the EPU Corey Arnell, and now you got the digital boogeyman. So in terms of just the concept behind this tape, because I we've discussed this, and I think it's pretty interesting. So maybe you just want to tell the people. Uh, so the concept came from um, me recognizing a disconnect between interaction between like and like people, um, and that. That, that interaction gets blocked by technology a lot of the times. And a lot of people blame millennials for the decline in, uh, how can I say this, um, pro-social skills in society. So they blame us because we have all this technology and everything. And I'm not saying that, you know, I fully agree and I'm not saying that I fully disagree but speaking from what I've noticed since technology has, you know, taken the forefront of things in our society that, I mean, it, it, we do lack some of those pro-social skills. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because even when it comes to, like, expressing our feelings to loved ones, like, sometimes there'll be a person that would rather text their mom than call, than call their mom. Which is, mm-hmm. we, which is weird because it's like, I mean... Yeah, it's quicker, it's more convenient, but it's like, wouldn't you want to call and hear that voice? Or, you know, even outside of that, like, if your mom lives in the same city, like, to me, I feel like if my mom lived in the same city, I wouldn't call my mom, I would just go visit. Does your mom live in the same city, by the way? (laughs) No, my mom stays in Kentucky. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you really? Did you move from Kentucky? Am I from Kentucky? No, no, I know you're not from Kentucky. Oh. You're from, like, Germany. It's like... Yeah. Oh, you're an army kid. I'm not a U.S. citizen. You're nah, an army kid? Yeah, I'm an army brat. Yeah, you gotta be, because you're a black guy from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> you're a black guy from Germany. There's not many other options. So, <laughs> like I was saying, um, the concept just came from that, just like recognizing these things that go on. Um, the digital boogeyman was, like, the, the concept of the project was supposed to be, like, I was supposed to talk as if, like, everybody in this generation is the digital boogeyman and i felt like that was too confusing and too hard to write in like a story slash uh conceptual way because i mean that's there's so many different ways it can go right so for this project i focused on mainly interactions that happen behind the keyboard or behind some type of screen mm-hmm. so i you know like with uh lag switch starts the project at what I would say is the middle mm-hmm. because I took a creative writing class or speculative fiction class in college. And, you know, it's about writing sci-fi and all that type of stuff. And I'm, you know, of course I'm into that. So my teacher said the best way to start a story is to start it either at the middle or start it in the end, start it in the action. Hmm never start from the beginning because in the beginning you have too much to build up to and you'll lose your readers. 
Right. So I've been trying to apply that with my music. So I started it at the middle where I'm already telling you about the digital boogeyman. Right. And then from there, I'm taking you back to the beginning where I'm speaking from someone who hasn't been affected by the digital boogeyman and is seeing people being affected by the digital boogeyman. Then as the EP progresses, this person starts to turn into this digital boogeyman. And then by the end, they fully turn into the digital boogeyman, and then it all comes full circle again. Very well. Sounds so, like a screenplay. Yeah, I, that, that's how I tried to write it. Like, I wanted it to be more so, um, like, I, w- I would want this to be, like, season one of the anime. Wow. Like, this would be season one, and then, of course, I'm working on part two, which will come mm-hmm. out sometime, maybe 2016, maybe 2018. You know how I do. So <laughs> that would be that would be part two of it. Wow. Well, but thanks. the digital the digital boogeyman is just the manifestation of our infatuation with technology, basically. Uh, dang. The first time I discovered you, I just want to say because I haven't, I want to give a prop props to um to Ron. Um, I guess his his Twitter name now is Ronnie Stark, but yeah, now yeah, it's like Ron that. from I Am Boy Genius for putting me uh-huh. on to you. Cause like he's he was heavy on you, and I was like, oh my! It, like me and him, we, he had I Am Boy Genius. I had this goes in, and we were like we were affiliated. We were um, we were I go to his blog daily. He he goes to my blog daily. I think we both captured inspiration off each other. When he covered you as an artist, that was the first time I heard you, and I was like, damn, this guy is good. And then like I really started interacting with you, and you have this sort of like high quality of like how you deliver things, like even down to the artwork, just how you present everything, how you want to go about everything. There's a plan, everything. Young press kit, and shit. Yeah, young press kit. <laughs> I should add that to my <laughs> You can you can put that on Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you you do so much, and it's like, I guess when did you start? When did you realize that that's like the next level that you really need to do in terms of just putting that? Because I, when I, when I had this goes in, and I don't want to you know downplay any of the other artists, but you know, I'd get stuff in my email that was like written off the iPhone, like play my record, you know, sent from iPhone. That's, that's the that's the Dude, signature. I know, I know that struggle because yeah. when I used to blog, I used to get, I I still get emails from rappers, so I know that struggle. That's fucking like I've and I've listened to everything clearly, and it's just like I'm not feeling it. And then you presented it this way, and then like you're in my DMs or you're in my uh, you know mentions asking like why didn't I post here or something along mm-hmm. those lines. So when did you realize that you really have to have this sort of like full on you know full on approach to delivering your music to people and has it been received well at an, at any point um i think i started to realize that when i um in 2010 when i was doing my project bum life and everything and i was trying to like navigate the blog system Mm -hmm. because back then it was only the only blogs that were really like noteworthy were like uh, um two dope Dope boys Boys, ill roots and the yamin yeah yeah Yeah. those three those were the top three things that like existed back oh and redefine hype so those four so redefine hype so all of those were like you had to land on those to really be, like, you know, in the in the public eye as far as the blog world goes. So I remember I used to submit my stuff 
to um, Ill Roots and Two Dope Boys all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would never get anything posted. And I was like, dude, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I feel like what everyone, <laughs> I feel like it's very rare to get, like, I wouldn't say very rare to get on Two Dope Boys, but, like, their submission process is, like, you know, we'll see what happens. And then, like, you either you ask why and then they'll just be like because i haven't heard it or something along those lines or something <laughs> along those lines but it was, I, it was it's tough getting on two dope boys unless you have like a major cosign and i don't want to say i don't want to you know disrespect anything that they necessarily do but it's like i've known great artists that's gotten passed over mm-hmm. on a lot of blogs because they don't have the buzz to be- bring to the website yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and I kind of sort of looked at that, and I was like, what am I doing wrong? So I was like, I need to either go harder as a rapper and producer, or I need to figure out a way to make this, like, really shiny and sparkly, because that's the first, <laughs> thing, that's the first thing that they see. Like, once they open the email, like, that's the first thing that they're going to see. They're going to see whether, like, they're going to read that first couple sentences. You had, like, a MySpace gonna... graphic underneath with, like, the glitter yeah. and shit. <laughs> Throw the glitter on there, curse High Jones, and make it look real cool. Like, they're going to see that and be like, okay, well, this person put in enough effort to where they deserve my attention. Right. Because that's what it all boils down to, putting in the effort to make people say, okay, well, you deserve my attention. Because honestly, I'm that type of person, too. I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, I have my nose in the air or anything, but if you're the type of person that's going to put out something, the cover art is like a rectangle instead of a square, mm-hmm. and the graphic is terrible, looks like you made it in Microsoft Paint, and all this, and like, I'm not going to want to listen to that, because right. it's showing me that you didn't put in the nah. effort to at least make the cover a square. You could have at least done that nah, first. we'll put out something <laughs> fire, and we're going to start rectangle ones, like, like they're going to look like signatures on people's message boards. People going, It's going to be the new wave. People going to be all up on my dick because of this shit. I'm going to start doing that. Don't, please don't, because then everyone's going to want to do it, and then it's going to... No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Your apprehension is hilarious. (laughs) No, no, God, no. So that's what, like, made me realize, like, that was something that I needed to do because I wanted to reach that next level. I didn't know how, and then I figured, like, well, maybe my presentation sucks. Mm. I'm like, the music doesn't suck. Maybe my presentation sucks. So, yeah, that's when I did it, and then it worked really well with the cherry blossom effect. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, I've been trying to find ways to kind of, like, one-up that. Right. Include certain stuff in the digital downloads that, you know, I that's didn't That's commendable. I like that. I like that. A lot of people A lot of people stay stagnant. A lot of people want to keep doing the same thing forever. Trey songs want to make all the goddamn same songs ever. <laughs> all the eat the butt R&B? Yeah, all the eat the butt R&B. Like, you have to progress as an artist. You can't stay in one... You can't stay in one right. lane for the rest of your career. I, you're trying to do that on every level, artistically, sonically. I, yeah, well, I it's guess, very I don't know. Not, not related to Trey songs, but in just terms of just music. Like, people like, people that are very stagnant in, in their own... Right. And making their own music and doing their own work. Just in terms of Trey songs, not even related to Trey songs. This isn't directly related to Trey yeah, songs. This, this is just more just... so related to current music. Like, you don't tweet about music that you listen to. Oh, that, yeah, you deadass don't. You, you, tweet, you tweet about your waifu and, like, your playing life, video games. It's funny. Video games, work, yeah, all the cool, normal shit that yeah. we all go through. Because like, I was like, I forget that you do music because of the way you tweet. You, you... That's good, though, because I, I make it a point to be that person that you wouldn't know. Is Like, if you're in the same room as me, mm-hmm. I don't want you to know me as a rapper before you know me as a person. Right. It's, uh... Yeah. But have you, like... Do you listen to any of the latest music? Like, have you listened to any of these 
um, any of their uh, acts this year? Do you have like a favorite album this year? You know, everyone. Yeah, what's your picks? Yeah, like, what do you what do you really listen to? Um, hey. I've been really into Anderson Pack this year. Oh, he's dope. He's which dope. is which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I slept on him, but my homie Plenty Science, who was featured on Digital Boogeyman, right. he's like he's been a fan of this dude forever, and I believe it was maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. He took me to go see him live. Nice. So he performed at this uh, place in Austin called Stubbs, which is a barbecue place, but they have like an outside venue and an indoor <laughs> venue. Wrapping so, over roasted pork. <laughs> so it was him, um, Dumbfounded, and uh, I think his name is uh, G. Watsky or something like that. So like all three of them were on tour. And I saw Anderson Pack for the first time. Dude was singing while playing the drums. And, like, all this stuff, I'm like, yo, this dude is dope. Like, why has no one, like, ever mentioned this person's name to me before? <clears throat> and then I saw him live last year, and his set was even better. Has so anyone, this wait, year I've been, like, paying attention because he dropped that track with um, Knowledge Suede. And ever since then I've been jamming that, like, on a weekly basis. He's there, with, I got the, go ahead. the EP that came out, um, what was that, the Last week, yeah, they dropped. Yeah, the he dropped EP some new stuff week. a couple a couple of weeks ago. He's been out here in terms of just like he was on Dr. Dre's album Compton. Yep. He's a he's he's worked with you know the game and a lot of people out on the nice West Coast. Wonder. He's a he's been out here, so I commend you for that pick. I'm still trying to get into him myself. I'm, I I got a few songs on my iPhone from him, but I haven't really like you know d- deep dive into his like product. But I I gotta remember to get that um. Dude, he has. He said he had Madlib, Dre, Ninth Wonder. I think he probably has knowledge. His own band, and then like a few other like really great producers on nice. his album. And I'm like, how, Sway? Like, how do you have all of these huge names on one album? And it's dropping next year, like a month, like a month from now. Right. Amazing. So, okay, I've been listening to that. Um, I listened to that Bad Neighbors. Uh, project with Blue and Mad Lib and MED, like it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the hype surrounding all the names was like it was too real. Like I was like, oh man, we got Doom, Fonte, we got Light from Pactive and everything on there. Listen to it, it was decent. The beats are great. I like the beats more than I like the the raps on that project. So I, I like that project specifically for the beats. Right. Um, my homie Garrett Odom, who used to go by Gary Samurai, he dropped his project this year, The Power of Three, which I would say is definitely top three in my top three projects for the year. It's really great. Homie put in a lot of work and effort into it. So you don't Quality really, like, wise. listen to anything, like, mainstream or, like, rip? I, I do. Um... I'm trying to think of whose album, so much music came out. Who, whose album came out next? You just spout out some names and then I'll see Just Ken, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick, okay, The Temple Butterfly. That album stayed in my, it stayed in my car from release day all the way up to probably maybe two weeks ago when I put the Digital Boogeyman uh, Master CD in there. Nice. So I've been jamming <laughs> back since then. He switched so them out for himself. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> Have you heard The Internet Ego Death? No. That's a really, really good... Like, mm-hmm. if you're into, like, soul and R&B Absolutely. and that sort of thing, it's a really, really good album. Great instrumentation like, on it was, that album. It, it was nominated for um, 
it was nominated for a Grammy. They're on um, Odd Future Records as well. But, like, yeah. it, it's really, really good. I recommend that. Um, any future? Do you even li- do you like future? Do you listen to future? Do you know what future is? Uh, future? Is that an anime? What's that? No, I know future. Um, <laughs> future is cool. It's just, like, I never really, like... I never really dived into it. Like, if I hear Future, it's because he's on someone's hook of or course, something. Of course. Have you heard any of Young Thug at all? Oh, yeah, dude. I get down with Young Thug. Oh, shit. That's Young dope. Thug is like... Like, okay, so you know how, like, Wu-Tang, how they built their thing when they're like, oh, we're going to take on, like, different roles of people right. in, like, kung fu movies? Yeah. I feel like... like uh, He's the drunken boxer. Young Thug. Yeah, like, Young Thug, it takes on that role of, like, the crazy old man or like the drunken boxer or something so he's like this he's this huge character mm-hmm. and that's why i get down with young thug because he's just a character and i i find it very troll-like so i can appreciate finally it. other people understand this this nigga's a troll nice <laughs> this nigga walked like he's he's a fucking troll he's walking around in bunny slippers and fucking leopard print pants he um, stole Lil Wayne's album name. Like he wanted to actually do that and i was like dude that's the big that's the most disrespectful funniest thing that i've seen in hip-hop in a while crazy have you i mean let's see what else can you have Didn't, you um what's the name drop an album this year lupe wasn't that this year tattoo and youth that's so in youth yeah that came that out a long time sucked. ago you said it that sucked that sucked it was underwhelming it was an <laughs> underwhelming lupe fiasco album he won I'm sorry that album was so bad to me. Like, I had high hopes because everybody was like, yo, Lupe back, Lupe back. And I'm like, whoa, Lupe's back, like, the real Lupe that we all know and love. So I go out, buy the album. I sit through him rapping for 10 minutes. On mural? <laughs> about nothing. <laughs> and at that point, I checked out. I was like, nope. Oh, and I was man. like, well, maybe I need to, like, listen to it in, like, a chill thing. I was in the car. So I was like, maybe I need to listen to it in a chill thing. Right. So I go home put it in the computer, playing it off the speakers and everything, and then I fall asleep halfway into the album. Oh, you're and... like me and J. Cole's album. <laughs> what? Nah, really? You didn't think J. Cole's last album was good? Oh, no, I thought it was good. It just put me to sleep. Like, <laughs> I can say something is good, but I cannot. I can be not excited for it. You said it's a good <laughs> way to... It's a good way to ease into a nap on, like, a Monday when you need to take the nap. <laughs> That's fucked it up. It is. He's just got this... this even oh, even when he attacks man. the beat, it's like it's like oh. Mm. Did you? He's Lupe. Lupe's old. Lupe's old stuff reminds me of your current stuff because your stuff, not not in terms of just like you know the sound or anything, but it's just like your stuff takes a couple listens to digest everything. In terms of just like you're gonna get the conceptual, and then like there's production, and then there's like what you're saying, and then all of that. It's kind. It kind of reminds me of like when I loop a fiasco, the cool. I had to mm-hmm. listen to that album probably like five times in terms of just to get everything. He's the a ra- story from top to bottom. Everything. You know, Lupe's a rapper's a rapper, so it's like. But he's oh like, yeah, he's like a fucking wordsmith, man. I <laughs> yeah, you get to sit there with a microscope on rap genius and. Yeah. That's who I look up to as far as, like, when, you know, you're talking about concepts and how I do the concepts for the album. Like, that's where a lot of the concepts come from is the cool. That idea of, like, I think as far as albums go and how you can use personification to, like, the max, I think Lupe did that with that album. Right. With personification. So when I do these 
concepts and I do it based around personification, I always go back and listen to that album. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, how is Lupe painting this scene? How is he bringing this all together? What little, like he talked about Easter eggs, what Easter eggs does he have in this song to allude to like a song later on in the project and stuff like that? Right. But yeah, definitely, man. I definitely like... Have you Have you listened to any like Logic? Logic? Logic. He's like he, a... I talked to my homie about Logic the other day, uh-huh. and granted, this guy has he he has skill, right? But as an individual, mm-hmm. he just reminds me of like just that really super corny dude that hangs out with mm-hmm. a group of friends. Like everybody else is cool, but you only <laughs> really hang out with this person because like he's hanging out with everybody else that you know. But he just seems like really super corny to me. Like, the whole, yeah, I like to incorporate anime into my hip-hop and all this and that. And it's like, dude, like... <laughs> you sound like you want to give the nigga a wedgie. <laughs> I do. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. Like, I, don't, I don't agree with the personality, but I do think that he is a skilled... He's skilled in what he does. And he's got, like... He's got the, like this crazy core fan base that he's built up, and just just like goes out and like supports him with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like say like five years from now, I'm I'm talking about like I guess the future in terms of just your music and stuff like that. Five years, hopefully you you drop more uh, more projects and things like that. Five years from now, where do you want to be in terms of music? You'll be how you'll be how old by then? I will be five years from now. I will be thirty. <laughs> oh shit! We're so, like the same age. Oh, yeah. shit. I thought you were older. So you know, five years from now, I'll be thirty. Which hopefully I I won't be still recording music in my apartment by then. <laughs> um, that's step one. Hopefully, I'm not still recording music in my apartment. All right. Um, step two, I would like to possibly have my own imprint. Like I w- would like to start, not really a label. Mm-hmm. But just like the a, footsteps, like the footsteps, yeah, the footsteps of it, you know, kind of do like a, a pro era or like an odd future type thing where there's a collective of us that can nice. work together, but then we can all do our own solo thing. Right. Um, I would love to have that. And then I would love to be touring, man. Like my goal is like, I just want to be able to tour and then just go to Japan whenever I want or go to like Africa whenever I want. And just be like, all right, peace out. Like, I don't have a job, so it's not like I have to clock out or take PTO. Like, I could just go when nice. I want. <laughs> I have oh, friends man. that have jobs. as gra- Well, I have a friend that has a job as a graphic designer, and he came and kind of does that all the time. Like, he, he'll deadass be at his office for, like, a month. Then he'll leave to go somewhere else. Like, he came to New York for, like, about a month and a half. It's liberating, man. Yeah, and then he came, and then he went back to work in L.A., and I'm like, oh. Just to live that sort of lifestyle, that would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah. Um, that's that shit is so crazy. I guess we're we're gonna close out this interview. Um, just one last question: Any anime you recommend? Oh yeah, any new animes you recommend? Uh, what have you been okay. What have you been watching or trying to watch? So I haven't been able to watch much because of uh, rap. Right, but of rap. if I was Fucking to rap. recommend, yeah, you know, like <laughs> really, like it's really cutting into my personal life. But <laughs> if I had to recommend anything to watch. Since we are children of the 90s, and we all did watch Digimon, hopefully. Right. The new Digimon Tri-Adventure, to me, is amazing. Okay. Um, I've been hearing the same thing, so I'm like... 
I'll check yeah, it out, being man. able to see the growth in the characters and then having to make like mature life or death situations puts this. <laughs> That's really crazy. Big I remember. In- I remember oh, when the worst thing happening to them was like falling from something. I remember or getting oh, crushed oh. by giant black spires. I remember in terms of just. Death. Yeah, I remember in terms of Digimon how, like, crazy the dubbing was in English. Just because they, like, I, I, I've never watched in sort of the Japanese version, but I just know, like, every joke was extremely corny <laughs> in the yeah, original two seasons of Digimon. But, like, they made, they it was on Fox. a lot of the jokes. Yeah, they Americanized everything. Oh, my God. Because it was on Fox. Yeah. It was on Fox, yeah. Yeah, Fox Fox has this thing where they like if they're gonna dub your show, they're gonna do it the poorliest, <laughs> most like pandering to American children ass way. I mean it worked, it worked. But um like they yeah, ruined one piece. That. that shit was horrible. Um, what else I would check out the Mono Guitari series, which is probably my favorite series right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would check out the Mono Guitari series. And also check out my beat tape, Boom Apparitions, which ties into the Monogatari series. Shameless nice. plug. Um, <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> what else? Steins Gate, which is really good. If you're into time travel uh-huh. and sci-fi, right. it's really great. Um, it puts a spin on time travel that we usually don't see about, like, the different world lines and how, like, these world lines are, like, infinite lines that never touch. So the whole thing about, like, being able to go back in time and then change one thing and then go back and then everything be different, like, it's deeper than that. So I would check that out. Um, What else would I check out? Quick question. Psychopath? Yes. Do you hate Dragon Ball Z? I do not hate Dragon Ball Z. I think Dragon Ball Z, for what it was, because... Because of the time it came out, definitely. Well, not even... They made Dragon Ball Z as a, a troll. Like, it was supposed to be this, um, the whole thing is satire. Right. Like, we're going to make this show with the main character that's so overpowered, like, nothing can beat him. And he basically took that approach with it, and he was like, yo, I just made this to make fun of Shonen anime during this time period. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing the same thing with One Punch Man. Like, One Punch Man is basically the same thing as Dragon Ball Z, but it's, I don't want to say it's this generation's Dragon Ball Z because it's no, it's not, just it's just more it it's more aware thing. of itself. It's more aware of itself and like it's more about its humor. Yeah, and I feel like you know people if you don't look at Dragon Ball Z as that like it was made to make fun of shonen anime, then you're you're gonna take it too seriously. Right. Of and then you're gonna be like, oh, you like Dragon Ball Z? No. Anime, oh, you suck. Nice. Um, and then I guess my last recommendation after Psychopaths. Uh, Psychopaths is great if you like like CSI, but like way more sci-fi. CSI and lasers. <laughs> yeah, CSI. And, yeah, basically CSI with lasers. Um, <laughs> and I guess my last one would be my top five. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. And some slice of oh, your lie in April. See, I wasn't a huge fan of classical music coming into the anime like i I've, I've taken you know music appreciation music theory and all those types of classes before where you have to listen to classical music and you know there's some stuff there that's really good but then it's just like i just don't appreciate it like some people do but watching an anime about classical music but including things like love and you know of course humor and all that type of stuff right and just like really like drama like adding all that into it made me appreciate the music in the show mm-hmm 
So I feel like that was that's a really good one for people who might not be into classical music nice. and you know get exposed to it in a positive way instead of like through a textbook and stuff like that. So right. yeah, those would be my five that I'd recommend for people to watch. Alrighty, that's dope, man. But before we go, plug all your shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, follow the Young Hospital at Twitter.com backslash Curbside Jones. Uh, follow the Young Spitter on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com backslash empty soda cans. Don't ask me why I call it that. Um, and then my band camp, music.curbsidejones.com. And that's pretty much all I got because I deleted my Instagram and Facebook is more so for people at work to stalk me and then find out that I make music and ask me questions at work. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know how to rap? Oh, my God. You have a mixtape? <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. Is it Flaming Hot Fire? Oh, Lord. <laughs> you sound like Drake. Have you heard of Drake? Have you, Actually, you like the Drake? Kids, the kids at my job you know Drake call is? me Drake. The kids at your call, call you Drake? <laughs> yeah, the kids at my really? job call me Drake that's crazy. because... One, I'm one of two black males that work there out of, like, 30-something staff members. Oh, God. And then on top of that, like, I guess because I have the beard, so they <laughs> automatically assume you're black and you have a beard, then you're Drake. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um, Do people not know that Drake is mixed-raced? <laughs> he's not, like, full 100% black? He's not even, he's not even a, you know, you're pretty... You're pretty chocolatey, my friend. <laughs> pretty chocolatey. You're pretty chocolatey, my friend. He's, a, he's, he's more of a butter pecan goodness, I guess. I don't know. Butter pecan <laughs> more goodness. Of a, more of a caramel mocha. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> man. Thank you for coming through, man. Let's no let's problem. stop this Thank before it gets me. any more awkward. When, yeah, whenever <laughs> you come to New York, just please swing by. Oh, hell yeah. This is, show. It's been a long time you know, coming in terms of that. Um, I need to so I can get signed or something. Yeah. One day. It'll happen. Trust me. The cream you want to get signed in New York? Oh my god! Yeah. I, no, oh, just like me, Jay. Good shit. Yeah. Good shit rises to the top. Good shit will always be heard eventually. So it'll, you're gonna it'll probably want to slap him if you meet him. Who me? No, Jay. Oh, <laughs> if you meet Jay, you probably want to slap him. Jay Z? Yeah. Uh, nah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, I guess you know we'll be back after this break. So, Curbside Jones, Digital Boogeyman is out right now. We'll catch you right after this break. And we're back, I guess. We're back from... Finally. Yes, we're back. Um, great Two interview. belts <laughs> has come back <laughs> to your auntie's house. Oh, man. We're back after that great interview with Curbside Jones. And now we've got the music reviews in terms of just albums and shit. Because mm-hmm. this is like the last week of albums to come out. So I Albums guess, and mixtapes. People just getting their mixtapes out of the way. Just getting their, you know, they want them holiday sales. They want them. Yeah, they want buzz. They yeah. want buzz and people looking at them. The, the labels those. don't feel like, you know, cashing in that 2016 fiscal year sort of budget on them. Hold on. <laughs> Let me do the math. You're not dropping anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they don't want to do that. So, Carry you know, the one minus Justin Bieber. Had... Uh, 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 <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> Um, Wiz Khalifa, Cabin Fever 3. First thoughts and sort of seeing that even Cabin Fever 3 was coming out? First of all, I was excited when it said Cabin Fever 3 was coming out. Did you even listen to Cabin Fever 2? Yep. Do you remember Cabin Fever 2? Just a little. Has anything, like, come out from Cabin Fever 2? Exactly. I don't remember Cabin Fever 2 for shit. I remember Cabin Fever 1 because it was, like, it came out directly before his debut album. It had that dope track with Big Sean on it. Had some other dope shit on it. 
Um, but yeah, I don't remember Cabin Fever 2, so I was like, why is he even releasing Cabin Fever 3? And then I saw the like the production list in terms of everything. I was like, he's got so much TM88. He's got Sunny Digital. And I'm just and like, is like, he following the trend? Yep. Is he like some sort of trend jocking um, hip hopper? Have you looked at Wiz Khalifa? Obviously. Like, remember 20, what is it, 28 Grams? Yes, 28 Grams. Yes. That was the most, like, yeah, I'm going to follow the Trent Hard Body ass. I think that's where he's at in his career right now. Yeah. And it's sad that it's happened so quickly because I think he could have really, his initial sound, I think he could have stretched it out way, way longer. I think he could have, it sucks to me to see what he's become, but I understand why he's become what he's become. Because there's some sort, there's a marketability, uh, marketability in terms of doing that. But at the same time, he's lost everything that initially made him probably one of the most independent, one of the most successful independent music artists of like the late 2000s. Please. So, um, as far as it goes with Wiz Khalifa, Wiz Khalifa changes styles like draws, mm-hmm. like he changes like no matter like whenever his money's up, he just changes whatever he wants to be. So it's like I was, I knew he was going to do this with his music a long time ago. But I see why you would do that. I see. I think I think um, change is necessary Absolutely. in anything you're doing long term. Absolutely. Just but so is integrity. Right. Absolutely. So is integrity. And if you have none of that, I have no respect for you. Just seeing from where he went from like the initial album, where you know he's like he's from the cities, Pittsburgh's you know Pittsburgh's shining hero. He had the black and yellow. Had all the sort of urban wear, and then he goes to you know the the second album, O N I F C. What is it? Only nigga in first class. Yes, where he has the leopard, skinny, ultra leopard, skinny, and then like the fuzzy like I I sing for Aerosmith ass jacket. Yeah, like yeah, and then he had like singles with the weekend where you didn't even want to hear Wiz on the track. You didn't want to hear Wiz on the track. I don't even know why the weekend gave him the fucking track, but you know what? It worked. Um, and then he's just like transition. What was the third album? It was something like it was Black Hollywood, I think. Mm-hmm. I, f- I forgot what that album cover looks like, but it, yeah, it had um, Weed Em Boys on it. Mm-hmm. It had... Yo, Weed Em Boys tripped me out when it first came out. I think I've said this before on the podcast, because I sure. thought it was French Montana. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't imagine Wiz Khalifa making a record like this, and I was like, good for him. Good for him. I think um, I liked Weed Em Boys. I liked Weed Em Boys. It was a, it was a good energy song, but it just, in terms of just him like changing and constantly mm-hmm. changing, it's you. he's chasing... The sound instead of, like, him creating his own sound. And that's why I also think, like, he's not an innovative. He, he's not sort of any sort of innovative innovator nope. at this time. He's not trying to reinvent the split. His, even, his style isn't he's even innovative. He's just trying to smoke it. Like, he's got those Ian Connor dreads and, like, this other <sighs> shit that's going on. Let's not even talk about Ian Connor. Let's not. So, <laughs> Let's not talk about um, but he's got, it's he's not an innovator. And that's why, you know... I looked at I looked at the um, Cabin Fever three mixtape and yeah. I just just a long groan just like oh God we're gonna do this. All right, so I like Sunny Digital as producer. I like TM eighty eight as a producer, but a lot of their like like some of their biggest joints like mm-hmm. they just give to the most random artists, yeah. and then sometimes they give like even high paying artists like I beats in comparison to like their other bodies of work. Plus, think- they're stuck in kind of the same they're kind of stuck in the same lane of making beats, right? It's not like they all their beats sound the same, but they all have the same ominous feel. Let's see. I'm gonna pull up first. Let's go shit starters. 
I can't, I can't distinguish any song because I listened to this probably once. I'm going to give it more listens because Cabin Fever 3 is not a bad tape at all. It's not. It's, it's actually, just... it was way better than I thought it had any right to be. I thought it was going to be really, really annoying. But um, in terms of just his sound, like he's proved on the initial Cabin Fever that he's like, he can rock with this sort of a harder edge sound as opposed to more of the like commercial poppy see you again shit that he's been doing for like the past couple years. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was better than I thought it would be. It's still not great, mm-hmm. but it's definitely better than I thought it would be. I, I give him a lot of credit in terms of just, like, being able to transition and sort of... He can make the weed head songs, and he can also, like, make these sort of aggressive-ass records. They're all weed head songs, man. They're all weed head songs. But they're, this is more like... You know what I'm talking about. What? In terms of just, like, the vibe. The stoner sort of like, oh vibe yeah, you can make song. it a much more like yeah. energized song. Yeah, I know I don't smoke, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going over the thing. I'm sorry I didn't get you know the vernacular. Now I'm gonna get all of them are weed songs. Like everything's about doing drugs and popping pills and and fucking hoes. It's called Call Again featuring Problem. That's I like song, Problem, but I don't really like. Cool. I don't I don't really know Problem like that. I know, I know, I know some, of, some of his work. I know the best line he ever had to me was um, something with fuck dying. It was on It's About Me, which no. is another Wiz Khalifa song. You're going to live forever. Fuck dying. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I don't know. That's, that's just me. Um, At his funeral, it would be like, psych. <laughs> the banner will read psych. He'll, descend, he'll, he'll like walk out of the back room and shit. Oh, oh yeah, niggas thought I died. I heard y'all talking shit. Oh, man. So what do you, what do you want to give a rating? 2.5. 2. 2.5? 2. I'll 2. give it 2.5, too. It's, a, it's, it's not, not a not great... That hot. It's not that hot. It's not that hot. It's not that memorable. It's mild. I think um, it's like warm oatmeal. even if he does put out videos from this shit, like people are not gonna remember it. Like nothing on this. Warm is oatmeal, warm oatmeal. Um, but I enjoyed listening to it. Absolutely. I think you'll catch something in shuffle if you if you put your shit on shuffle. You catch something on shuffle, like oh my god, who the fuck does this? Oh shit, this is on this is on that tape. Oh shit, okay, cool. Like young Khalifa, man. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty much gonna. He has no fucking. Oh my, it's a dick car. Like he's none of that shit. <laughs> Yo, we've never, we haven't talked about that on the oh podcast Oh my yet. god, so Jimmy was here like, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, we it was were a sur- number of weeks We ago. were sifting through tracks on like hip-hop early or whatever. And, and I don't know why we didn't record this or and, do um, this during the podcast. So he clicks, he clicks, uh, I said- Chief Keef K. Chief Keef K, yeah, new song. song. New song, Chief Keef K. Clicks it, first line after like the instrumental intro. Mm-hmm. God damn, it's a dick car. That's fucking what an opening statement. What a statement in the game. He's gotta be he's at least how many years in now? He's like four years in now. Four like a veteran, just like a making true veteran. statements. He's making got, statements. Have you seen him on Instagram lately? Fuck no. He's, I don't want, I don't follow Ashy people on Instagram. <laughs> Fuck he's no, got the he, he's getting the Gucci gut. The Gucci gut? Oh yeah. the baller belly. Yeah, yeah, he's getting one of those. He's getting one of those. He's making a lot of money, he's not wearing belts. It's fucking it's, it's, that's disgusting yeah he's <laughs> yeah but like i said i don't follow ashy people on twitter yeah. i mean on instagram or twitter why not well, ashy people I don't on know. twitter no nah, i follow them because i don't know their what the fuck is that is that steve francis with a dollar on his head no that's the j cole dreamville revenge of the dreams album cover you talking about this last week oh my fucking god um, steve francis with a dollar on his head that's fucking hilarious that's steve francis nigga have you heard the new asap ferg song 
Fuck no, but I heard everyone saying it's trash. I'm indifferent about it. I see why. I see if we if we play this very very loud, <laughs> it would be dope. Well, you got a you got a fancy ass iPhone. How you say that? What do you say that? Because it's like the newest one. Yes, yes it is. Two year contract. I didn't pay that full price, nigga. I like how you just sort of like <laughs> you you petered <laughs> petered or petered out like what like you just like you were into it and then you gradually just kind of like nah nope <laughs> we should record hey hey producers this. stop using the young chop snare I'm tired of hearing it in trap songs it's kind of let's go. Here we go, there's future. Oh, this is one of those songs that didn't make the cutting room floor of what a time. No. Nope. No, no, no. Put the one with the big rings on it. Not this level one. <laughs> Not the level one. Take my big verse rings. out of that. Big rings. You can give that to like some some, some schmo. Sorry, some schmuck over some there. Some New York schmuck over there. Um How do you feel about ASAP Ferg just in general? And that nigga dumb, but you know, he's a good person with a good heart. Yeah, I think so. I he's think good, so. He's a good person with a good heart. I'm wary about his intentions if he actually li- really, really loves rap or just likes rap so he can get into fashion more. Not just fashion. I think it's just to be like, you know, just, yeah, just to be a popping like, like Harlem niggas. He's like, I rap too, bitch. And yeah. I'm successful at rapping. He, I, think, I think at the end of the day, he just wants to coast and like, because I don't think he's like real serious about making music because it doesn't look like he cares. Well, it's not, not terribly good at it either. In terms of just rapping, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say that I think he's a he's mm. a below average rapper. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. in terms of just you're not lying putting <laughs> putting putting A and B and then having to rhyme A and B over again. Like he's not <laughs> there's something that he doesn't necessarily just doesn't. He's click. just one of those niggas that's lucky. Yeah, he's lucky. He's lucky. He's lucky. Um, Chris Brown royalty dropped this week. Uh, it's awkward that he named this after his child. And after then, how many songs like of him boning women? Or yeah, that? the first song is "Back to Sleep." Fuck you, "Back, back to, to sleep. sleep." And then he What's he does about? he does a little rendition of Joe's "Nobody." Does he? Oh yes, who's gonna nobody? No, it's not Joe Nobody, or is it? Was it? Might be um, Keith Sweat. Is oh, it shit. nobody? Oh yeah, I mix those. Yeah, again, your black guys messed up, man. No, not even that. Like <laughs> black R and B guys that sing like seminal sex songs. Yes. They, they all get confusing after a certain point, and most of them are bald. Like, it's Absolutely. not easy anymore. So he's got this new album out. It's uh, in comparison to all his albums, I'd say this is like this is one of the most lackluster ones. Period. Mm-hmm. I, even with his lead singles, his lead singles still even feel lackluster. Like there's no loyal, and fuck that. I I liked loyal. I liked loyal from the jump. I fucking got tired of loyal within a month. You want to know still, why? Because it's so it's so catchy that little kids say it, and I was like, little kids shouldn't be telling me that hoes aren't loyal. They don't know what hoes are yet. They need to know early on that these hoes are not loyal. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't need like little Timmy in the playground giving a girl a cookie, and then the girl eats the cookie and then throws the crumbs in his face. And he goes, "These hoes ain't loyal." That bitch was he, not loyal, nigga. He don't know shit about loyalty. <laughs> you need to know that these girls ain't He can't loyal. even decide what toy he wants to play with today. How is he going to know? What the fuck does he know about loyalty? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. You but just got off the titty, little nigga. Know, yeah. got, just got off the titty. They, just need, they need to know that they're loyal, and if possible, they could fuck them back to sleep. And Liquor and Zeros and all these other songs that he put on this album that's weird. 
I know what I said. <laughs> you wilding out of control. I know what I said. Um, yeah, so this royalty in terms of just that just feels like very, very... This feels like some shit that should probably should have been on the mixtape with like 37, 8 songs. Nah, this is... Like eh. the this should have been on all, all these songs could have very well just made that back to part back to the party or whatever. You're right. The, before the party mixed it because none of these really stand out in terms of just like a powerful song. Mm. He's done this thing where over the last couple of weeks, over the last week or so, he's released a video to pretty much all of his, pretty much most of the records on the song, and they all have this like this story. It, it goes from liquor to zero to like back to sleep to like another song to another song, and then it ends with the song royalty. Um, a little more in slash royalty, and he's um, it's a good way to support the album because I think like if you didn't support this visually, no one would give a shit what he's saying on this because all of the songs just kind of blur together with his Chris Brownie sort of Chris Brownie like it's gonna be like it's like a like he tried to get a good variance yeah, of songs the on structure, there structure the production it's all similar and the fact that there's so many tracks there's a roughly 18 tracks on the deluxe album. Um, 15 on the not so deluxe yeah i assume yeah on the not so deluxe (laughs) album (laughs) i mean you got 15 tracks i feel like it's a deluxe yeah i think that's i feel like that's like you could have knocked it down to 10 you could have knocked it down to 10 i think absolutely um but it's a shout out to adele 10 songs on one album 10 songs on one album fucking everybody shit up saving all sorts of money on that shit just saving all sorts of money um royalty i think this would be a good album just not in the context of an album i think mm-hmm. these are great songs some of these songs are really good but not really good really good is too far of a stretch because i don't think any of these songs are really good you you scrutinize r&b mad hard i like r&b a lot <laughs> eh. i know when i can I feel an r&b song and then when he's just sort of coasting through like melodies and like ad libs and shit, that song by Bryson Tiller that Bryson Tiller wrote for him mm-hmm. does not work. Wait, which song did he write for him? Um, where is it? It's close to the end. Hold on, I'll find it for you. The Brim Hat Boys fucking got back together, nigga. The Brim Hat Boys. The Brim Hat Boys. The fucking Brim Hat. Fucking the Bent Brim. Bent Brim Boys. Nigga. Bent Brim Boys. That's oh what I call. I, th- I believe it's Proof. Let's see. That's crazy. Bryson Tiller's already getting like fucking writing credits on um, stuff. Um, yeah. Let's see, Bryson Tiller. Look up royalty. Let me find out Bryson Tiller getting these coins, nigga. He doesn't do that often. He kind of writes his own stuff. He has his own camp where he writes his own stuff. So it's like, like if it's a single or something, he definitely has a lot of close co-writers. But he like really, really writes things himself. Man, I want to know who helped him write "Fuck You" to back to sleep. I really want to know what savage. We being. can do that right now. Let's see. Wikipedia. Let's see. Wikipedia got the all the um, album credits there. We can see who helped him write "Fuck You" back to sleep. It was Chris Brown, Vinyls, okay, and Boy Wonder. So shout out to Boy Wonder. You are a nasty nigga. Nasty motherfucker. This nasty. Is what the, where's Vinyls from? Is he from Canada too? Must be some Canadian, Dominican nah. American record nah, producer. He's from New York. Look yeah. at that. Look at that. Yeah, he's from Wash Heights. Okay. But is, they be hanging out all the time. Is this something that Washington Heights niggas do? What, hang out with Canadians? Oh, no, I'm talking about fucking people back to sleep. You know what I'm All right. I'm just going to be quiet on that one. All right, cool. Um, but if you want the proof, <laughs> you want the proof, it's in the pudding. It's in the pudding. Um, it's in the piping. But. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, he's got Future on one track. I think that's he had to meet his future quota for this album. Yo, really <laughs> did. And he was like, was You don't have a future track? Wait, hold up. I didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> Hard body nigger shit. The, the, that's what he calls it. The label at RCA Dog. is like, and the future track? We didn't do a track with you. Didn't do a track of future. Hold you on. You send it. We'll wire him the money. We'll wire him the money. Get we'll, Navadius on the phone. <laughs> they send him like a, like a purple pigeon. Um, and get Navadius on the phone. Tom, you know, Fuck it. Nah, nah, FedEx nah. They, one they in. They sit on the top of the the roof and they they flash like a purple light in the sky. <laughs> and he comes through with a cape. Purple is coming in, in, in. <laughs> Nigga, it's fucking purple cape. Oh man, Tom Navadius to FedEx a, a verse or a hooker. Swoops in like Darkwing Duck. And, yeah. But I don't know. This album throws a flash drive in the computer. Your <laughs> verse is there. I'm gone. The album wasn't that great. It was alright. Yeah, I give it a two out of five. Really? I give it a little bit more. I give it like a three. Cause it, I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I didn't love it. I didn't. But love it. so it's there. There's music. I didn't love it, so I didn't really. And people will I like don't know it. what to say about it. I didn't mm-hmm. really like it. Um, yeah. Look at all these. He's putting on a lot of people. I give him that credit. A lot of people that I don't even fucking fucking know. Who yeah, they are, so yeah. you you know, like if you if you're trying to submit a track, like you you know, if you're an upcoming producer, you can maybe get one Chris Brown's way because he's taking on a lot of different producers. Yeah, like he like even Loyal wasn't you know produced like it it sounds like DJ Mustard, but it wasn't produced. But it by, ain't. But it ain't produced by DJ Mustard. Um, I forgot he released Fan of a Fan this year too. Mm-hmm. Um, Fan of a Fan was mustard ridden. <laughs> It was so West Coast. Let's see. Yeah, even on Loyal, Nick Knack, Craigan. Who the hell are Yeah, Nick Knack is actually kind of popular as like a DJ mustard default. Mm-hmm. Like he wrote he wrote that song for Pia Mia. He's got a lot of Bobby Bracken songs. Bobby Bracken? Bobby Bracken. Bobby <laughs> that nigga Bracken. sound mad blood. You don't remember Bobby Bracken? He was on fucking I Hit It First with Ray J. And I barely remember that fucking song, but that song is legendary, Petty. It's OD. It's like one of the greatest songs. Look, Bobby, Br- he produced, he produced Beat It. Sean Kingston, Chris Brown, Wiz Khalifa. Last album, Pusha T. Dun, da, da, dun. Darkest Before Dawn. I'm going to put on the intro because I love this fucking intro, man. Darkest it slaps. Before Dawn. Um, the prelude to King Bush. Why is this? Bit? All right. I was about to say some wild shit. <laughs> Why is this bitch what? <laughs> Nothing. What, your phone? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, King Push, Darkest Before Dawn, the prelude. Mm-hmm. Serves as the prelude to King Push, which eventually comes out in 2016. Indeed! Pusha T decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to take over Good Music Records, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give myself all of the press... All of the dope production, all of the like cool shit, and he's done all of that, and he's dropped a really solid album. I'll give it solid. Is it? Do you do you like this or my name is my name more? I think we have more my time. With, yeah, we've had way more time with my name. My name's too. That too. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't treat it as just like had enough time. I treat it as like, yo, um. This I I feel like my name is my name has had much more time and mm-hmm. it's a lot it's a lot more solid and things like that. Right. My name is my name. Yeah, I think a lot more time behind it's more, it. It's, I, and then I think it's more well rounded too in yeah. terms of just like different sounds. And Nigga stuff became like that. Mace on one song. Yeah, like you can't can't even get mad at that because do we have Mace anymore? No. He's got he's got features from the Dream. Fuck that nigga. I like his features. With Fuck the, dream. the Garfield. He makes the Dream. Pusha T and the Dream work well together. 
And I wouldn't have necessarily thought that in the beginning. No. But, like, they've consistently worked well together. No. No? I am. I hate the dream. All right, well. I hate the dream, and I don't want him anywhere near Pusha T. Like, this song is not that hard. No, it's not. It's not. I'll give it that. But they work well together. I think it's a, it's, I think it's a solid song. It exists. Yeah, it exists. All right, well. We got Kanye West, ASAP Rocky, and the Dream again on MPA, which is Money Pussy Alcohol. Alcohol. Um, I know ASAP Rocky was like, "Yeah, just gonna do this. Yeah, just gonna do this." I did Pussy Money Weed. I'm sure he was just like, "Wait, I thought I was the one on the hook." Yeah. Why is Ye on the hook now? Because Ye's producers Sean Combs. Sean Combs. Yes, Diddy produced Crutches 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 Crosses crosses Caskets. caskets. No, the fuck. What? I believe it. Crutches Crosses Caskets. No, well, see, look, he's got his own like. He's got Mario. Once I see Mario Wannins in there, like, it's not that I know who produced the record, but I know who did the most of button pushing. Nigga, Honorable C-Note's name is on there. Honorable C-Note, yeah. Yeah, Honorable C-Note's there. Mario Wannins has been, ever since he released I Don't Want to Know, did he has sort of locked him up in this tube? Like this, like this uh, cage where a gerbil... the, the bad boy uh, coat rack? No. So in Diddy's closet, there's a bad boy coat rack, and he just puts his artists and producers on yes, there, uh, and yes, he takes he them so. out for occasions whenever he needs them. Mario Winans, he's not taking out that Mario Winans jacket for a spin in a while, but Mario Winans does work in terms of just pr- production and shit like Mario that. Mario Winans jacket. It's, it's the professor-looking jacket <laughs> with the patches on the fucking, <laughs> on the fucking elbows. Um, he's got Ab-Liva. Ab-Liva or Ab-Liva? Ab-Liva. Ab-Liva. I want to say Ab-Liva. Ab-Liva. Um, Cause you got Beanie Siegel, who does not sound like Beanie Siegel. Siegel. Yeah, I, I was, was like, confused. who is this group? Who's this fucking weird nigga? Who's this chain smoker on this Pretty album? Pretty ass voice. It's just like so evil. Like it has sort of the cadence of Beanie Siegel, but not like the voice of Beanie Siegel. So maybe he's been through a lot. Maybe he's seen some things. His voice has changed. Maybe it's not Beanie Siegel. Maybe it's Siggy Beano. Maybe it's Siggy Beano. Siggy Be- Beagle. I don't know. Beagley Sino. <laughs> um, he's got Kehlani on there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I can't. I don't understand how she ended up there. I don't know how she... I think it's like a good look. But it's not like... I don't think she was needed. I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm not a big fan of Kehlani, but I'm just like not yeah, sold I, on... I'm not completely yeah, sold on her. that's another thing. I'm, I'm not, not completely really sold, sold on her. her. Haven't had enough time or work from Kaylani for right. me to say yo. Um, the last song, Sunshine, featuring Jill Scott, I think it probably has the most radio potential. Mm-hmm. Just one that could be on the radio and could acquire Especially spins. Especially in these times. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but overall, as a deal, I'm, I'm a Pusha fan. I'm We're a both Pusha, Pusha fan, fans. We're both Pusha fans. I'm not retarded. I'm not retarded. I know he got the real heat on his album. I think so. I think. He, look I, how many Timbaland tracks he's got on here. He's got three. That's crazy. That's Even like, Timbaland doesn't produce this many Timbaland yeah, tracks. He's got it's, it's a only, year for himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's got three Timbaland tracks. So I'm just like, man, what is, what are they cooking up in the studio? This sort of Virginia connection. Because he said it, King Push originally he was working with just. I don't think he said he was just working. Well, with Well, then that just leaves him with Pharrell and Tim. Yeah, Pharrell and Tim. They're the biggest names. Maybe Kanye. I can see him working. He's got like Hudson Mohawk around here somewhere. He's got. Bauer, Bauer, yeah. Um, he knows where he knows where he knows how to get this EDM money too. Yeah. He's not dumb. Yeah, I think uh, since his, I appreciate since his like initial mixtapes, like you have the Wrath of Cain, mm-hmm. which I think it had a few good tracks but wasn't totally impressive. Um, what was the first one? Fear of God, Fear let of us God. pray. Oh man, that, I, the visuals for that. I I didn't well, like that one. 
No, it's the, it's not even if you didn't like it. Like the visuals he had during that time period were so good. It, it was what, which was the one that had Blocka on it? It was Wrath of Cain. Wrath of Cain had Blocka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Blocka, but um. Just, yeah, I feel like it didn't get enough play from where he's come with fear of God. Like he's got like let's let's play a track from there. Even though it's like it's a similar sound, but let's play a track from there. Pusha T. My God. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. How do you know? How do you know it's playing? Because it, it's right there. Okay. This is my joint. I haven't listened to the song in years, by the way. Really? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not a. I put it on like my. I wasn't totally sold on Fear of God. Let us pray. Fear of God too. Let us pray. But I feel like he's gotten. He's um. He's understood his sound way more now. And this, my name is my name, and moving forward with that, just understand what works. The darkness of his beats, uh-huh. the sort of cold, like lyrical punches that he has, like everything. So I think, um, yeah, he's just improved. I I really dig this tape thus far. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have to give it more replay value for it to grow on me because I just still don't like Untouchable. No, I don't like Untouchable either. I think people. I think you know, like I said before, like. These Niggas. notorious B.I.G. sampled hooks never work for anyone. Not just that. And that, it's not even the notorious B.I.G. hook. It's just like, it's so, like, even when he does it, minimalistic it, stuff. I feel like it's can, remedial. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I feel like, like, who produced it? Timbaland? Yeah. I feel like it's hella remedial for Hella Timbaland. remedial for Timbaland. And then he this gave. This guy that has a degree in drum synthesis. Yeah, this nigga who did this shit. That's him. That's Timbaland. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why is he doing, you know... With a paper cup and a pencil, nigga. (laughs) This nigga, the MacGyver of beats, my nigga. Just like, he shows up with like... (laughs) I'm gonna be the first nigga to make a beat using Chipotle. (laughs) And niggas gonna love it. Oh, man. But like, yeah. He eat a burrito, take a shit, and record it. And then that's the... He makes a drum kit out of that. (laughs) Like the sploosh sploosh of (laughs) doo-doo. Oh, man. And And this is how I made... Are you going to be that somebody? (laughs) 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 I just made it like more high pitched and it makes that baby noise. It makes that baby noise. (laughs) Oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, what do you want to rate this as? Shit. Let's see. Just honestly rate it. Honestly, it's a three. Honestly. Honestly, I'll give it a three, three. too. I'll give it a three, too. Oh, but you were like, yeah. I really, I really do. Because. Didn't I'm gonna give enough. it 3.5. I'll give it 3.5. Didn't have enough. Didn't have enough. No, I give it 3.5. Ten tracks is good enough. Look at that. I'm pressuring you. Pressure. Ten tracks is good ah, enough. Ah, ah. Ten tracks is good. Yeah, enough. I know. I was like looking at. it. I was like, thank God. Yeah, I think if there's any bit more, it'd be like, all right, nigga, we get the crack and shit. <laughs> we get the we get all the I cracks. Get I get it. You sold crack. Yes, you, you sold cracks. There are cracks in the ground. The cracks have crack. It's a metaphor for crack. Yes, we get it. Cracks, concrete, roses, roses, <laughs> work. Oh my god. Pigeons, white powder, white blackboards, all that shit. We get Dove it. soap. Got it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess. Um. In terms of that for this week, that's all we have. That's all we got. We'll be but, back next sh- week. Yeah. We'll be back with episode 42 sometime after Christmas. So if mm-hmm. we don't see you, have a Merry Christmas. And eat a dick. Eat a dick for Christmas. No, that's horrible. Don't eat a dick for Christmas. Don't send, Santa, don't let Santa send you some dicks. You're just like, oh, my God. He's, <laughs> oh, my God. He's sending me dick pics. Does uh, Mrs. Claus know about this? <laughs> oh, man. I've got my cookies underneath the mistletoe. Uh, oh, 
Oh, that's disgusting, Santa. It's fucking hilarious. Later, guys. Ever get freaky with a 3,000-year-old pagan figure? <laughs>